Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to another edition of the SC Times Sports Report Podcast. My name is Zach Dwyer, and joining me as he does every week is my co-host, Brian Mosey. Brian, how are we doing on this sunshiny Wednesday morning? Very good. It's always good to see the sun, especially after a couple of days of like rain and clouds and all of this stuff. It's nice to at least have a little bit of some, some sunshine. But uh, no, a lot of games that we have seen over the last handful of days. I know we last time we talked was Friday, which we talked a little bit about Thursday's games. Um, but now we have quite a bit of info from Friday as well as Monday. There was at least a couple games that still played. And then obviously last night with Tuesday, since this is a Wednesday that we're recording, but yeah, plenty of stuff to go through and uh, yeah, excited to go through it all. Absolutely. Yeah. We finally like we said, are back on a Wednesday morning recording schedule. First time in three, four, five weeks, probably not sure, but feels nice to have a little bit of that consistency back too, especially as uh, the spring season's kind of gotten underway here. Um, where do we want to start today, Brian? What sport should we start with? I think uh, you've been to quite a bit of track and field meets, so maybe we should start there and, uh, and kind of ripple our way through. Yeah, that, that works for me. Yeah, last Friday, I saw Albany and Cathedral. Um, Albany was hosting the meet. They were also going against Foley and Little Falls in that meet. Um, and, you know, it was it was good just to see those teams. I hadn't seen either of those teams in the Granite Ridge Conference yet this year. Um, and I was also out there doing a feature on uh, Landon Wenderski, who's a senior for Albany, that um, I would definitely suggest checking out that story. It was a lot of fun to, to talk to him. He's a former state qualifier as a sophomore. Um, that obviously missed last year, like everyone did as his junior year. And then first game of the football season, he's tore his ACL and was done. So um, he still plans to compete division two at Sioux Falls as a hurdler still, once he's kind of back healthy, but um, you know, he's still just been awesome this year as kind of a, a hurdles coach for them and helping the younger kids, helping junior high kids. Um, you know, he's been doing a lot with the program and Kathy Conrad, their coach kind of tipped me off on that, that, be good to talk to. And his dad actually was a former um, state title winner to at Holdingford and a runner up at Ricori. Um, so Herdling's kind of in the family background and um, it's too bad we don't get to see him this year, but uh, there were a lot of other good people for Albany we did get to see out in action um, that I saw that night. One one that really stood out was Grant Mares from Albany, him and um, Turner Shad in the mile. Um, they were within I think 0.02 seconds of each other at the finish line and 0.02 seconds in almost a five minute race is insane, but um, they're both juniors too. And that's going to be something really fun to kind of keep an eye on throughout the year. Um, they just raced again last night and they were 0.15 seconds apart. Turner won again in that one. So there are two teams that are going to be a lot of the same meets this year. And also I think that's going to be a really fun kind of little rivalry to watch. Um throughout the years they keep competing or just neck and neck every single time. Um, and one other that really stood out, I got to see was Christine Koltoff. Um, she's a distance runner. Probably remember her name from cross country too, had a lot of success. Um, 
she won the two mile by, I think it was almost two minutes that day. Um, she also was part of the four by four that won. And she also won the mile that day too. Um, so just a lot, a lot of good performances there. And it was just good to, there was a couple of cathedral ones too. They had some good distance running as well. Um, Hope Schuler is someone in the sprints that um, won the hundred and looks really fast too. So there's just, there's a lot going on and it's just been fun to kind of get around to these different meets, start to see um, what these athletes are capable of. Yeah, definitely. And it seemed like um, you were able to do another fun feature last night um, at Recori. Uh, maybe kind of talk us through what that meet looked like and then a little bit about your feature. Yeah. Um, that one's going to be coming out, I believe tomorrow um, in the paper and probably online later this afternoon on Wednesday, but it's on, um, well, former distance runner, Caitlin Motter. She's a freshman at Recori. Um, now she's doing the sprints and pole vault because she was a, as even as a seventh grader, she went to state in the mile and two mile um, finished top 20 in cross country as an eighth grader at state, um, just really successful distance runner. And then this last year, um, she had found out she kind of had a metal medical condition that made it, she wasn't ever going to get to run long distance again. Um, it's, it's kind of a technical term, but it's basically where two of her, um, arteries kind of constrict her intestines. So it kind of causes, um, pain there in the stomach. And it mainly comes from doing long distances at a really high rate. So, um, she still can compete. She's doing the relays and the sprints and pole vault. Um, she ran the anchor leg in both the four by one and four by two last night. Um, and they won the four by one. And she's also steadily improving at the pole vault. She'd never done pole vault before, um, but her, her older sister had before. So she kind of had an idea about it and she's steadily kind of moving up in that too. So it was good to just catch up with her because she kind of went from, you know, one of the top people to watch chasing state titles to completely having to do a reset um, and learn new things. So, um, yeah, definitely look forward to, uh, getting to share that out with people. Yeah, no, it seems like a, seems like a really fun story and I'm looking forward to reading it. Um, it, like he said, if you haven't read that story on Landon, um, this past weekend, I would highly encourage it. Um, a very fun, a very fun story to, to kind of read about and a little bit inspirational as well. Just, I mean, obviously with that ACL tear devastating, but being able to still come, come out and, help and, and be that leader in a sense, um, just definitely shows you what type of person he is. So, um, yeah. And you know, every, every single, you know, Albany Twitter account after I tweeted out about it, basically quote tweeted it and, you know, the basketball team and the football team and all the ones he's been a part of kind of echoed the same thoughts, just of how great a teammate is, how supportive of he is, you know, um, how great of a mindset, positive mindset he's had. And, you know, he said it was tough at first to, to kind of get over that loss, but as, as basketball started up and he could support his teammates that way um, and into track and kind of coaching now to it um, him. And then also Caitlin with her mindset with, you know, losing those, that success at the, the distance events, but still, um, you know, kind of turning her focus to learning something new. Um, I think both just have really great mindsets and really good kids. It was fun to talk to them. Yeah, no, I definitely encourage people. We've been, um, Zach's been doing a great job with covering track. He, you know, he has those, honor roll, um, stories that come out, I think every Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, and then, um, he's been covering track really well this past, this, these past few weeks, um, to start up the season. And so, um, I know I appreciate it cause I'm not as familiar with track, um, personally, but, um, yeah, I, I think, I think he's been doing a great job and definitely would encourage you guys to read some of those stories, um, in this next coming week. Yeah. And you know, on the list, there's like a hundred, 
can't remember how many there was this last time, like 120 names on the list. So um, as much as I would love to talk about some of the other crazy performances I've seen, times, all that, um, there just simply isn't enough time on the podcast. But definitely we're gonna have a special, yeah, special podcast dedicated to track and field. No. Just listing the names, not even any analysis, <laughs> just listing their times, their school name and year. Um, but yeah, but definitely continue to check that out. Like Brian said, I think it's been coming out kind of Tuesdays online, Wednesdays in print. Um, and it's something I'm going to continue to do every week throughout, um, even through sections and states. So um, it's a nice little way to can't write about every single meet, but we can kind of compile it and let people know where they stack up. So, yeah. Absolutely. Well, I think we can kind of, Switch over to baseball. Um, baseball, I was over at uh, Sartell on Friday night. They were hosting Detroit Lakes. Detroit Lakes kind of came down and did the um, – they played at like 3 o'clock against Ricori, and then they played at like 6 o'clock against Sartell. Um, but a really good game for Sartell. Uh, they they were able to get the 11 to nothing win um, in five innings. Uh, was able to 10-run rule Detroit Lakes. Tyler Phelps Hemish, he was phenomenal on the mound. Gave up a gave up one hit um, through those four innings. Had struck out seven batters. Really, really strong performance by him. Um, and honestly, a really good, well-roundedness game for um, for all of these Sartell offensive players. They have a lot of depth on this team. And they definitely were able to show it throughout the throughout the game as well as throughout this entire season. Um, Jack Greenland and Kalen Lewis each had three RBIs along with two hits, and then Blake Howes and um, Tyler Gentle. Um, he they both finished with two RBIs. So, I mean, basically anywhere that you put a bat in their hand, even on the bench as well, they're going to be able to produce. Um, they have a lot of depth, which um, head coach Jerome was very very happy about. Um, Jerome Nemish, he was ecstatic about how, how much depth they have. And they've been batting like crazy. Um, they've, I think they have probably about 50, 51 or 52 runs over the first four games. They're averaging like 11 runs a game, which is insane. Um, and they're only giving up probably, I think they had a one bad game where they went against Wilmer and gave up like five or six runs. But other than that, they've been basically shutting people out. So um, yeah, Sartell is definitely someone to be kind of looking at. They're on top of the leaderboard right now for, um, in the standings for the central lakes conference, along with Mamiji and Wilmer. Um, but I would definitely keep your eyes peeled on that because they did beat Wilmer, um, earlier on this year and, uh, or no, they didn't, they, they actually played, um, they, they postponed the Wilmer game. I forgot about that. Um, but yeah, so they, they will be playing Wilmer here soon and that'll be a fun matchup to see who is kind of the dominant team um, along with Lemigi. So, um, but yeah, other than that on Friday, um, some other games that kind of went through Ricori beat Detroit lakes, 10 to four. Um, Brady Blattner had went two for four with three RBIs. He also pitched a couple innings with no runs. Um, and then Fergus falls beat Apollo 11 to one Albany uh, had a really tough game against sock Rapids, 17 to one. They won. I mean, Really tough. Sock Center, you mean? Yeah, sorry, Sock Center. My bad. Yes, Sock Center. Um, so really tough game for for Albany there. Uh, Ethan Navratil was able to get a was able to go two for three with a grand slam home run. Um, and then Zach Mortz had an RBI 
um, hit. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, just quite a bit of some dominance. Braden um, Inick, he had a, the win for the game. So on the mound, but I mean, Albany's doing what they're doing as well. I mean, they've, they've been pretty dominant this year um, and they've been showing a lot of runs on the board and they have quite a bit of pitching depth to be able to go through and, and get, be able to shut out some of these teams and such. So be interesting to see what happens because it kind of seems like Albany and Sartell are kind of the two local teams to kind of keep your eye on for baseball. Um, and so far they haven't really stepped off the gas pedal at all. No. And I mean, last night, um, on Tuesday night, that same kind of trend continued. Albany 13 to nothing went over Malacca. Um, you know, just like you said, some of those same names could go up and down the board. You know, Nolan Reuter had two hits, three RBI. Um, there's just everyone has hit two hits, three hits when you string together 13 runs like that. That's what it's going to look like. And their offense has been insane to start this year. And then Sartell, actually, they won their first game eight to two against Fergus Falls, and they actually got to get a little bit of a test in that second game, four to three win in eight innings with Charlie Kent getting the walk-off win on a single. So, um, you know, good for them too to get tested a bit, have to play those close games, extra innings. Um, but yeah, those teams, like you said, I mean, until we see otherwise, they are kind of the dominant force we're going to be keeping an eye on. Yeah, absolutely. And just kind of recapping Tuesday a little bit, um, we were able to uh, have, we were able to see Sock Rapids get a couple wins against Apollo. Um, Sock Rapids won seven to three in the first game. Um, Dane Dingman went one for th- four with three RBIs. Um, Noah Jensen also had a good game with four innings pitched with one hit, one earned run and eight Ks, um, which is really impressive. Um, and then they also won 12 to two in the second game. Terrence Moody had went one for four with three RBIs and Alex Heron was able to pitch three innings, zero earned one hit on five Ks. So, um, Pretty good, pretty good performance by the storm uh, yesterday. Um, and I mean, Apollo is definitely a growing team. Um, they have, they have a lot of talent. It's just, they're trying to kind of grow it right now. Um, and so, but very good outing for Sock Rapids to get a couple, couple good wins um, on Tuesday night. Absolutely. Yeah. And great. So I think that'll about wrap up um, the first part of the show here. So we're going to take a quick break when we get back on the other side. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about a couple other sports we saw this last week and also run through the rest of the prep scoreboard. So we're going to take a quick one and we'll be right back. Welcome back to the SC Times Sports Report podcast. Um, I got to see Boys Lacrosse for the first time this year on Monday night um, while I was working Brian Stone the Tuesday to Saturday schedule I'm on Monday to Friday for a while. So we get to kind of spell for each other and catch a couple extra events. Uh, St. Cloud traveled to Ricori for that Boys Lacrosse game. St. Cloud won 17 to 3 in this one. Um, they had three goals within the first two minutes. It was 10 to nothing after the first quarter, just kind of complete domination from them. Um, they looked really crisp. They were attacking their passing lanes. Um, and just, they just looked really good. There was even one that Kyle Longstrom, he went at the goalie and no look behind his head, put one in to make it like 
seven, eight, nothing. And at that point I'm like, okay, well, they are just feeling themselves at this point and it's kind of all going their way. So, and yeah, I was able to get a picture, um, you know, kind of of their facial expressions, the tech team smiling after that, that goal, especially. And it was cool. Cause you know, for so long, expressions with masks on and um you know the winter and in the fall for the most part um so just seeing that again and being able to get those photos was really cool too but yeah uh, you know st cloud they they looked really dominant they've won three games in a row now um you know you were at that game last week where they barely squeaked it out against sartell sock rapids uh they beat brainerd earlier too um and they're going to get to play brainerd again next um so you know they're on a nice little run here they play brainerd tomorrow night back at home um and they just, yeah, they looked really strong. Also, Joe Torberg, uh, he had four goals and two assists. Um, and then Connor Herons, he had three goals and two assists. Um, so a lot of the young guys, and then Kyle Longstrom, he also had three goals um, as a senior. But, you know, a lot of the young guys, too, just kind of really showing up for this team. I think they had, gosh, maybe eight, nine guys scoring that game I was at. Um, so just really impressive for them. And then on Ricori's side, Josh Benneball is an attacker, um, a football player, too. He he had a couple of nice goals too in that second quarter to, to give the Spartans a little bit of life. So um, yeah, just, just fun to get out and, and finally get to see him play. Yeah. And I mean, for, like you said, I mean, they've been kind of on a roll lately, which is, which is fun to see. And um, I know Matt, Matt Kyle, their, their head coach, he, he kind of said that they're relying on a lot of those younger guys to, to step up and, and be able to take over. And so far, Joe and Connor have been doing a really good job of um, taking over those attacking roles and being able to, to find that open guy. I know with me, when I was watching them, um, Joe was in the back behind the net and he was kind of directing, kind of directing traffic, honestly, like, no, you come across, no, you come across <laughs> and, uh, and was able to find those open guys. So, I mean, definitely they're on the right rhythm and they're, they're working, they're working really well together. So um, be interesting. And then Landon, the, the goalie, he's been really good too. And he's only a junior. So being able to have some guys to, to build upon. Um, I mean, obviously they want to win this year, but just knowing that you have a few of those guys to continue to keep playing for the next few years is kind of, I'm sure very exciting for Matt um, as they get ready for the rest of the season. Absolutely. And then, yeah, just a couple other scores from past days. Um, Sartell Soccer Rapids boys are able to get a 13 to five win over the Brainerd boys just last night. Um some of the same familiar names from earlier games, Aiden Hilger with four goals, three assists, um, and Eastern Portner with three goals there to, to kind of pace them there. They kind of responded nicely from that loss to St. Cloud. Um, and on the girls' side, they lost uh, Brainerd Sartell Soccer Rapids. Also played last night, five to four win for Brainerd in that one. And then going back to Monday, um, St. Cloud got a pretty dominant win, 17 to four over Ricori as well. Yeah, no, I- Kind of fun to watch those watch them play. I honestly I kind of forgot what lacrosse was because we hadn't covered it in so long. And so it's kind of fun to watch them play again because um it's a fun sport to it's a very fast-paced sport, which is always kind of fun to watch. So um but yeah, I think kind of transitioning into tennis. Um I was over at the Tech Sartell Tech boys tennis match yesterday. Um there was it was it was a pretty good match in the sense of tech being able to to get that nice seven to nothing win. Um, Sartell is definitely rebuilding this year. They have a lot of young, young guys on the team. Um, and so it was kind of uh, Paul Bates, the head coach for tech was kind of joking. He's like, you know, two years ago in 2019, our season came to an end because of Sartell, because they have a really dominant, they had a really like senior heavy lineup. 
he goes, but now this year we kind of have the senior heavy <laughs> lineup and now we were able to get the win over Sartell. So, um, but yeah, Michael Plumbon was able to get the number one victory. Gavin Fenstead, Emilio Estevez and Jonah Adkinson. They all got singles wins for tech um, Ripley garden and Andrew Plumbon. They were able to get the number one doubles, Ben Nelson and Josh Vogel. Um, they were able to get the number two doubles and then Ben Einick and uh, Thompson Ajay, they were able to get the number three doubles wins for tech. So really good performance by all of them. Um, all of them were able to win in straight sets as well. Um, and number one and number two doubles were able to get 6-0, victories. So a pretty dominant performance by the Tigers over Sartell. Um, but the, the story that I kind of came up with was um, I noticed on the back of their shirts, they had a person's name on the back. Um, so I was, um, I had Dave do some investigative work and take some pictures of the back of their shirts so I could see what it read. Um, cause my eyes aren't that good. And, uh, it, it looks like they're dedicating the season, um, this upcoming season to, um, Jerry sales, who used to be a former Texas or, um, tech coach, uh, for boys for like two, three decades. Um, apparently he was beloved by everyone in the tech program. Um, he also, and, and after he retired as a teacher and a coach, he apparently came back and was able to give advice and give his wisdom to the team as um, basically from what they said is if he was here today, he would have been coming out in the freezing cold today and wearing his hat and being able to, you know, give some advice to all the different guys on the team. So apparently he was very, um, a very nice and loved the relationships he had with his, with his kids um, as a coach. And so they're dedicating this season to him. Um, with three words, which is tradition, honor, and excellence. Um, apparently that was something that he kind of stood by with those three characteristics. And so um, they're, they're hoping for a really good run this year. They were able to get everybody back this today um, due to schedules and different uh, conflicts and things. They were able, they didn't have their entire lineup back um, over the first few matches. And then they've also had a lot of cancellations. So um, now they're back and they're ready to go. And um, I think, a lot of them are kind of looking at possibly making that state run and being able to get to state. Um, they have a somewhat easier section, um, but they're still going to have to kind of work hard and get and continue to grow throughout this regular season to get to that best performance in, in sections. So should be kind of fun to see how that unfolds. Um, but then to kind of wrap up uh, the, that Tuesday night, Brainerd was able to get, the seven to nothing victory over Apollo sock rapids. And then cathedral was able to squeak out a four to three win over um, Osakis um, Chandler Hendricks and Jake Marner won the number two and number three singles. And then Jonah prom and Matt Goldman, uh, they were able to win the number one doubles. So um, some good performances by them as well, but um, yeah, kind of a, a fun night tennis wise was able to leave before the rain hit. So that was good. I know I just got out of the track meet too right when it like started raining too. I was very happy because <laughs> I didn't think Monday game was going to happen for, I mean, I knew they were going to play Monday, but I didn't really want to be standing in the rain, but the rain stayed off on Monday. Rain stayed off for most of yesterday too, to get stuff done. So it's nice when the weather works out because we've had a little bit of a struggle here to start the year. Absolutely. <laughs> and then, yeah, next we have um, softball where there's been a lot of games played. We'll probably just go through some of the scores from yesterday because um there's a ton of them. Uh, Brainerd beat Tech 13-0 and 14-1. Uh, 
Ricori kind of got back on track. I know they'd lost a game or two, but um, they beat Alexandria 14 to three and then 12 to 11. Um, so some pretty good performances there. Um, Olivia Drontel had seven Ks. Um, and then Shelby Prom had 11 Ks too. So, and along with Abby Notch kind of combining on pitching. So just a lot of, um, you know, good work on the mound there for them uh, to get those wins. And then Sartell, they continued um, winning as well. I mean, they've been, compl- I think they'd outscored teams like 100 to one or so through those first couple games. Uh, I believe I saw last night they had a bit of a bigger challenge against a pretty good Bemidji team. They won 14 to eight and 10 to six um, in those games with a couple home runs um, in each of those. So the bats are still there, but, you know, they did get a little more of a test, which um, never hurts, especially kind of as you're in this middle part of the regular season. Uh, Wilmer got two wins over South Rapids and then Albany had two pretty dominant wins, 10 to two and 22 to four um, in some of their first action of the season. So uh, it seems like they've responded from basketball pretty well, getting into the swing of things in softball. I just, I don't get it. Paige Meyer is good at like every sport. I, I just, I mean, she's good at volleyball. She's good at basketball. And then she comes out and she get goes, you know, two for three in one game um, with a couple, couple runs and a stolen base. And just, I mean, it's just amazing how much, and like, it's not just Paige. It's, I mean, you know, Abby Weber, she was a volleyball player and she had, she's been doing pretty good. And Haley Hoffarth, she's been on the mound quite a bit. So um, been a lot of fun to watch them. I know, I think Albany and Cathedral play each other a couple weeks from now. And so I think we're going to be going out to that game and we're excited. I'm excited at least to see, you know, how, how the team looks and, and all that type of stuff. But um, yeah. And then just kind of wrapping up um, Piers was able to get the 22 to three win over Cathedral. And then Fergus falls uh, swept Apollo six to five and 10 to two um, on Tuesday night. So quite a bit of softball games. They do do double headers. So it, becomes a lot more. <laughs> um, but yeah, just really good. The, the one note that I will say is Raina, Raina Stangle is on a streak right now. Um, she has been phenomenal to start this season. I think she has, I think now seven home runs over the course of this season. Um, I know she had last year, I think uh, Dave Dristy, the head coach said that she had about 20 to 25 home runs during the summer season. And she's just continued to dominate um, this season. So I wouldn't be surprised if she, you know, tops 20, 20 home runs before even sections hits. Um, cause she can definitely do that. Cause I mean, heck she had, I think almost two, I think she had two home runs and she would have had a third and fourth one, um, possibly against Apollo if she would have just hit a little bit higher, a little bit higher, but, uh, but yeah, no, definitely kudos to Raina for, for her performances so far, cause they're definitely being noticed. <laughs> And then a couple other sports to touch on. Um, not too many results in golf. There's been a lot of rainouts, um, you know, and, and postponements, cancellations, all of that stuff in the last um, couple of days. On Monday, though, we have some results from um, a conference meet in the Central Lakes. Um, the main thing just to hit is the team. Sartell was fourth. Tech Apollo was sixth. And Ricori um, was eighth in that one. And then in adaptive softball, um, they've started up their season. They haven't, you know, they didn't play floor hockey really, or, you know, soccer, they kind of were waiting off ever since they didn't play softball last year. There's been, you know, over a full cycle since adaptive sports have got to play um, actual games. I know they kind of practiced throughout the year, but um, weren't playing those actual games. Um, But they're finally getting, you know, actually get back out there, compete, which is really cool to see. 
um, our local co-op of St. Cloud, which um, is Tech, Apollo, Sartell, and Sock Rapids. Um, they won 18 to two over Osseo yesterday to move to three and zero. Adam Marshall was three of three with three runs, three RBIs, um, and Jacob Blum was three of four with a triple and five RBIs. So um, they're always a dominant force in all adaptive sports. Um, a couple softball titles too, just in the last five years, um, and we'll kind of see where it goes as the year goes on if they can uh, kind of add to that legacy. Yeah, I know they 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 this win brought them to three zero on the season, so um, a good start for them and. Like you said, very good adapted program over here, and um, it'd be exciting to see what happens um, over the next you know few weeks as as we get close get get into the spring season. Um, but just to kind of also one other quick note um, for boys golf, um, Albany was played in a um, quadrangular match yesterday. Um, they were able to get they were able to finish second behind Zimmerman. They were two strokes behind Zimmerman in a nine hole. Um, round. So John summed it, uh, shot a 38, which was a pretty good score for uh, the Huskies. Absolutely. And yeah, just a couple other things to touch on before we go today. Um, last week, I got to see St. Cloud State baseball, um, get a couple wins over Bemidji State uh, last Wednesday. Um, and then they went to the weekend, won all three games against Crookston, who's a ranked team. Um, so they seem to be kind of trending the right direction. They need some kind of more wins, continue that streak to make it into the conference tournament and then see if they can go on a run and get to another regional tournament, which is something they've, uh, made kind of a frequent thing for them over the last decade or so. So they're trending in the right direction. Also tonight, I'm going to be going to St. John's baseball. Um, they've won, I think about seven or eight in a row here now after, um, kind of a tough beginning stretch to the Mayak season. Um, and Nick Pennick from, uh, grad, he's having a really good year on the mound for them too. Looking forward to seeing him pitch, um, and kind of talk to him about his career at St. John's too. So, um, a lot of college stuff going on too, still a couple seasons getting pretty close to wrapping up. Um, so trying to get out there and see what I can. Yeah. And like we've always said in past episodes, um, you can always catch our content at sctimes.com. Um, a lot of photo galleries, a lot of videos, a lot of um, feature stories and gamers, um, quite a bit of stuff coming, um, throughout each week. And, uh, as we get closer and closer to that section time, more stories come out. So, um, make sure to hit that subscribe button. We are, uh, I think there is a new deal. I just don't remember. We get like new deals every week. So, um, make sure to come out, come over and and check out the new deal. Um, it, you'll definitely, it'll definitely be worth your while because we're going to be having plenty of content. Um, for you to read. You can also check us out at SC Times Zach as well as uh, at Brian Mosey on Twitter and at SC Times regarding Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram. We kind of have it all. So make sure to keep uh, looking at some of our stories. We appreciate everybody's uh, commitment to the St. Cloud Times and being able to listen to our shows and being able to read our content. Uh, We do really appreciate it. So um, but yeah, I think that'll kind of wrap up this podcast. Don't you think? Yeah, just about, I was just going to mention that tomorrow you're going to be, um, at Albany baseball and Friday sock rapids baseball, um, is where to catch Brian. And then, um, Thursday already tomorrow, I'm going to be at Ricori versus Sartell sock rapids girls lacrosse. Um, Ricori's the last lacrosse team I haven't got to see yet. So, uh, we'll round that out tomorrow. And then, uh, we're both off on Saturday, but I believe as long as the weather's good, um, 
and it looks like it's going to be really good from what it seems like. So fingers crossed, but Dave's going to be at the mega meet at Sock Rapids Rice um, for track. It's not going to be as mega as usual this year, but um, I think it's going to be Sock Rapids hosting four of the Granite Ridge Conference teams, uh, including uh, Albany and Cathedral. So we'll get a little more crossover there and get to see Sock Rapids for the first time this year too. So yeah, a, a busy week ahead still. It's been a busy week, but that's what we like to see this time of year. Absolutely. No, I, I'm excited to go see, I think we're getting closer and closer to seeing everybody for at least once um, this spring season. So I'm excited to see what Albany and Sock Rapids have to offer um, for baseball these next couple of days. Absolutely. Well, great. Well, I think that about wraps up the show for this week. So once again, thank you for tuning in to the SC Time Sports Report podcast, and we'll see you again next time.